Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Hey, Howard. How are you? Hey, Knut. Are you going on a trip? I am going on a trip, yes. Yeah, I don't want to know. I just want to, you know. I'm going on a trip. Are we allowed to I'll talk be, about I'll it? Be, or I'll no? be what can up. we talk about? I'll be, we'll be masking up. Are you going yourself or you take one of the kids? Uh, myself only. I'm just You're going fly, yourself? Flying out of state, picking up a car that I bought. So I'm going to drive that back this weekend. Okay, this is the most canoes shared in 120 episodes. So I feel a 134, nervous. no, 140. I don't know. Something like that. I'm excited. No one likes cars and tinkering. What, how do you say tinkering in Norwegian? You don't. Mm. What is the word that would mean? I that? have no idea. You're like a yeah. Norwegian MacGyver. My my language brains are are separated. I can't translate. Okay. Well, Knut's gone, so that means we can't be doing podcasts. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Where are the switch? What switch do I push? Liste kick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what happens. You are listening to Panic with Friends. There is no panic, which means probably we should be panicking. And today we've had him on before, but I. I could talk to him every. He could be a co-host of this show because he's the. Oh, absolutely. We, we don't have any talk. I just can talk for an hour with him right now. I want to catch up on coyotes and wolves. I want to get caught up on burning it all down. I want to get caught up on charity. I want to at least doing some PPE stuff. I want to get caught up on life as a publisher and in, in you know in this world of media moguls at, at Epsilon Theory. And then that'll be two three hours. Then we'll talk about. Uh, he's got four kids living at home because of COVID, and then we'll talk about the markets, maybe. And that's a good idea. That'll satisfy what I want. Who cares what the, our listener in Wisconsin wants? Right. In Norway. Does anybody think anybody... Have you told any friends that you're doing a podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think anybody's think listening. Anybody, but you think Hans no, has ever are. listened to oh, one? Oh, yeah, they have. They have. Really? Yeah. Oh, Do you yeah. think Morton's listened to an episode? Uh, maybe. Grumpy I don't know. Okay. When's he coming to... Does he know I'm at Silver... Does he know? I haven't told him. When he finds out, he'll be my best friend. I know. Yeah. Howard, what are you doing? I'll What's his him, accent? What I'll, does Morton sound like? Uh, I don't know. I'll make him listen to this episode, though. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's get uh, Ben right on the uh, horny. Will do. What is up, Hunty? Uh, it's, 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 all, it's all good. I, I get a little nervous saying that, right? It's, you know, you want to ward off the evil eye, the... It's the evil COVID for you and yours. So, so I always get nervous to, to say, yeah, things are things are going well Good for us. Point. It's not even a fair question in 2020. But you know what? We're I think Barry had it right. We're about halfway out of this. So it feels like we're halfway out of it. I feel like if it wasn't Pfizer, if the drug corp was run by Kushner, I would say, you know, I would feel we're not halfway out of it. But it is Pfizer. Right. And they did say no to the government money. So I kind of trust that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 you like to not Absolutely trust it. Absolutely, I do. Yeah. So, so I, I feel I like do. we're halfway out of the jam, and I'm starting to talk to people in New York, and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, so I figured yeah. it's time. No? Well, so first of all, I, I agree with you on the vaccine, right? I mean, look, I, I, I know what, what gave me confidence was they didn't short circuit the endpoints on the initial, you know, the phase three trial. You've got now, you know, a couple of manufacturers with the same technique getting relatively similar results. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, 
look, I, the results to this point on the vaccine could not be any better. They really could not be any better. Right. Almost like and fake. It, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I don't, I don't, because I'll call it that kind of confirming evidence, right? I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I've got zero, you know, risk antenna quivering right now about fakeness on the, on, on the vaccine. Look, that, that, that doesn't mean that we can't get some bad news or a speed bump along the way of this. And I, and I fully expect we will. Uh, but, but I, I'm built to be a short seller, you know, Howard. And, and I, I look for the flaw in all things. You know, there's there's a comic book character who does that. One of the Inhumans. That's his superpowers. He he sees the flaw in all things. And you really don't. Like, so we wouldn't be friends if you were like that. I know you yeah, write yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but you're not. Yeah. This is the curse that you have as a, a person who thinks of himself as short seller. No one could be a better optimist than Ben. Hunt. I'm trying to pull it out of you. <laughs> You know, that's right. I, I, I really I am in my, fancy in my you an optimist. life. I'm very if you, optimistic. If you weren't an optimist, you wouldn't be talking to guys like me and enjoy it. You actually enjoy it. I know you do, because every time I ask you, you'll say yes. Well, I don't just enjoy it, Howard. I'm so envious of you. I'm so envious of you, because what I am always optimistic about is this human engine and fire to create and build and make and start a new company. And that's, that's the world you're in, right? The, the, the early stage and the venture. And, and I think you still experience that positive aspect of real life, real world capitalism that in, in, in my line of work of focusing on public markets, ah, damn, I mean, I mean it's, it's just so hard to find, Howard. It's so hard to find. It is hard to find because Vanguard and BlackRock sucked the life out of the market. They took any little oh bit of God. creativity and joy and we let them take it from us. We And by the way, the government's taking the bond market. So if we let BlackRock and Vanguard continue and Schwab down this road, we were fucked. If, if, if the villains, I think Matt Titibi called them like the Robin Hood bandits or villains. Do they even understand how fucking markets work? If Robin Hood, and listen, I'm fine with people hating on Robin Hood, just like they, they hate on Facebook. They can hate all they want without yeah, understanding. You can, you can hate on it all the way to the bank, right? Yeah. Now? Well, no, they don't understand the mechanics, dude. We need yeah, yeah, more yeah. players because otherwise you're selling to BlackRock and Baggard and there's no liquidity and the markets were a joke. They were There was no joy for me looking at markets for, eh, I did well, you own the fangs and sure. you need to participate. Sure. Exactly. That is not creativity. We lost all creativity. So we're finally having a, uh, the beginnings of a kindling of the in- inklings of for sure froth and for sure a frenzy, but this is an yeah. unbundling that has long overdue. Yeah, it, it, it is that, that, that fire of creativity and ingenuity that I miss so freaking much in public markets. And I, you know, I, I, I do think about this a lot, Howard. I'm really very envious of, you know, you and some other guys I know, like, you know, Josh Wolf or someone like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. who get actually close to real companies doing real stuff. And, you know, I, I experienced my own life, right? Because I am like you, an entrepreneur and building my own company. And so I get to express that in, in my own life, but in my professional life of looking at public markets and public elections and trying to understand the the narratives and the stories, because that's what drives everything these days. I can't find or get close to that fire of creativity and ingenuity and honest capitalism. 
Well, can't you get Rusty to just make stuff up drama for you? Great problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a call to Rusty. I'll say, Rusty, whatever you do, when you wake up, just create a fire. Like I say, in our own business, I think we're being... We've you're taking chances. Really exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're trying to become a technology company. Yeah, and I think doing a good job of it. But but it's just, uh, man, just the just the there's this great line right from uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, the Tennessee Williams play, where where Big Daddy, you know, that's the character, right? He's talking about the world, and he's his famous line is he's what he's always railing about is mendacity, <laughs> right? The mendacity of the world. And, and, and that's what gets me agitated and, and you know, pissed off, right? Because it is the, the ubiquitous mendacity that, you know, you see in public markets today. It's just, um, anyway, Do you anyway, think, that's my thing. No, good take. And now I'm going to go off topic based on what you said and say, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll, I'll lead with politics just so briefly. Do you think it's possibly as aggravated and pissed off under a Biden administration for four years than, you, than, than Trump? Do you think it can calm down a little bit? Mm. You know, it's a different kind of mendacity, I find, because, you know, the team elite kind of wagging their fingers at us. and You see it you early, know. right? You see it early with the name drop. Oh, man. I mean, I mean, we look... I've, I've had they've wasted know, no time 16, going right 16 back. years of presidency where you had this, you know, the Clinton presidency and the, the Obama presidency. And I, I don't know why the, the, the Biden, whatever you want to call this, you know, is going to be any, any different. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, look, I mean, I mean, you and, you and I have the same, um, not just feelings, but, but, but just core raw dripping antipathy to the, to the current occupant of the white house. So, you know, there's, it sure as hell can't be worse, Howard. <laughs> so if it, it sure as yeah, hell my, can't be worse. My my big concern was always was he's a bankrupt guy and and we're bankrupt. So what you know and so knowing the country is theoretically bankrupt, you know what comes out of this, I'm not sure. But it sure seems like immediately the names I'm seeing as we swung right back to people I know I don't like. But I right. just I'm so right. mad. I was so focused on the idiots. That I'll just have to put up with the with with the left for a while. The, so so knowing that and knowing that you're a, a you look at the markets from a short seller's mind. I'll bring up three topics and we'll go through them. Uh, and maybe they're not interesting to you. The first will be the markets itself, like the DoorDash, Airbnb, Tesla. Uh, the second would be crypto, and the third yeah. would be SPACs. Which one of the three do you want to start with? Because all are all are exciting to me. And one more, you know, SPAC's the most exciting to me because it's the first time I get to be creative and watch things, good and bad, happen without the banks. Yep. Uh, second most interesting to me is, uh, what were the three things? It was Tesla, know, and then it was uh, crypto. And the third and being crypto. third being actual stocks themselves. Like, what's so great about me in the market right now and my, my joy is that none of it relates to stocks because I feel the unbundling happen. And so there's going to be all kinds of corruption and negligence and fraud and good stuff happening. But I get to play banker for a little bit, not just like being a VC fund, but like farting around with SPACs. And and then second is crypto because I know so little about it and it, it feels like we're on the cusp of something around products. And then third is stock. Yep, definitely because around products. Yep. I, I, I'm turned off by like the froth and the valuations and waiting for some some kind of, you know, move out of like the crazy ones to the next level of stocks, but I feel that'll happen because of the Robin Hoods and the, and the, and the, 
the Robinhood clones that are upon us and the fractional ownership. So where do you want to start? Which of those three? Yeah, let, let's start with the, the, the Airbnb and the, the Teslas and the door drops and, and, and the like, because uh, I think that kind of gets at kind of the, some of the, I call, I'll call it kind of big picture stuff that, that you know, why I say it's, it's hard to find that sort of creativity and energy and, and, and actual, you know, capitalism anymore. And, and, I, and I think that those companies you described are, are, are perfect examples of what I'm talking about. Not the companies themselves, but the valuation that they're getting, the, 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 the stock price of those companies. And actually, before I go into any of that, let me just say, I'm not sh- actually short anything, right? That's just my personality. Yeah, but, I understand. You know, it's I'm, it's you, by you know, mood so and I'm, surliness you're short. Exactly. By- yeah, yes. I'm, 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 in, in truth, I am short nothing, <laughs> right? Ab- right? Absolutely nothing. But, but see, here's what I think is going on with um, those companies you mentioned, and there are a lot more besides. And, and, it, and it really clicked for me when I saw, you know, I was listening to, because I have to, it's my job to listen to the talking heads, you know, speak on CNBC and, and the like. I mean, it's nothing I'd want to wish on anyone else, you know, if they didn't have to do it. But, but, but I wanted to, to try to, because I like to kind of listen to myself for myself, in addition to, you know, the machines we've got to try to analyze what's the narrative around something. And what, what really struck me yesterday on the CNBC talking head litany of what was the reason for, in this case, Airbnb to, you know, have a valuation <laughs> equal to the, the valuation of, of, of every publicly traded hotel chain on earth. The, the rationale, because you've got to have a reason. There has to be a reason, because that's what you have to fill the time with, CNBC or, or any sort of media outlet. And the reason is, you don't understand, Howard. Airbnb is not hotel rooms or, you know, lodging or the like. No, no, no. It's a platform. It's a platform. And, and I was thinking about, where have I heard that before? <laughs> and... Right? Yeah. You you heard that that's what Uber is, right? Uber's not a, you know, taxi slash, you know, hired driving company. No, no, no. Uber is a platform. Uh what is what is Tesla? Tesla's not a car company, right? It's it's the platform. This is what I mean by narrative and language. Well, that's why my why podcast is worth two billion. It's a platform for yeah, my right, mole. That's right. It's, it's a platform for right. my it's mole and Norwegians. Well, see, here's why that's important, Howard, because a platform is something, some scaffolding on which you can create your 50-year growth plan. Your TAM and your eyeball. It's the new TAM and eyeballs combined. It's It's the new TAM and eyeballs. I call it TAM balls. It's just TAM balls. It's TAM balls, right? But but here's the difference, Howard. In a world where the cost of capital is bupkis and the common knowledge is the cost of capital is going to be zero forever forever and ever, amen, you absolutely should put your money into a platform with a 50-year growth plan. There, there, is, there is no price at which that is not the rational investment to make. Yes. And, and, and that's awesome. what I mean about how the, the kind of creativity has been taken out. If, if the cost of money, the cost of capital on a long-term basis is zero, then it, you can let your mind go free, Howard. And, you know, if you've got an idea for your, 50-year growth plan on your podcast platform, well, by God, you are worth $2 billion. So you're in. You are. All right, mark him down, 25K. Can I- yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, you know, as, as an LP, I'll never question you, man. 
So it is different from the 99-2000 bubble, kind of, you know, TAM and eyeballs. It's different because the, the premise, the narrative was, okay, it really is different this time. The whole world is changing. But the cost of capital wasn't zero. Right? Good point. And, 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 to, and today it is. So when I look at, you know, what makes multiples matter again, because right now they don't. They don't matter. And, and, I, and I hear this all the time. And I, I hear it on your, your, you know, your stock twits. I hear it on, you know, ready groups and chat groups. There is no price that's too high to buy, say, Tesla when you say, oh, it's their technology. And 50 years from now, you know, that's going to be, you know, worth so much more. If, if there's no room for multiples don't mean anything. And, and trust me, that's been the Wall Street business model since the dawn of time is to create a multiple, to create a story on something real world, you know, earnings, cash flow, what have you. Now, and you can you can actually see Wall Street trying to kind of struggle to, struggle's the wrong word, uh, kind of ebulliently kind of catch up with this, this environment. You know, you don't really have to create that connection to any sort of real world metric. You can let your mind go free and put out any sort of growth story you have the imagination to create, so long as the cost of capital is zero. Okay, so that's beautiful. So you summed it up by saying, I love this, we could spend an hour, but let's, you've summed it up at least and we'll move on to the next one by yeah. platform is the word. Yep. That's the narrative and the narrative's being driven. And of course there'll be pullbacks and whatever on the way by the cost of capital story. The narrative is platform. On top of the platform, you've got ITAM or TAM balls or whatever you want to call it yep. is the new story on top of the narrative, which is platform. And the thing that will disrupt the narrative theoretically is cost of capital or just like, okay, right. guys, or the silliness of like, we're selling just because we'll move on to the next story while the cost of capital is zero. Excellent. And so can't hate the players, can't hate the game. Uh, you're looking at it. Totally agree. So it's hot potatoes. You get to use Robinhood to play the game. Uh, understand the context of the narrative, which is cost of capital and the word platform. Awesome. Now, what I don't yeah. understand about crypto, and I do understand animal spirits, and I understand supply demand, and I understand that it's software, and you know they figured out ways to burn it if it's Ethereum, and they figured out a way that there's only 21 million if it's Bitcoin. But I still... And I have some money allocated to it. I have some money allocated to funds, um, but I don't do anything myself. And I have allocations indirectly by being an investor in eToro and Robinhood and StockTwits and everything else that like you can check prices on and trade mm -hmm. it. But where's your head around the narrative on that? What what where are we at? So the the, the narrative around I'll say it's crypto generally, but but I really want to focus on Bitcoin right now because. The, the, the narrative here, what's changing, and use, you used this word earlier, Howard, use the word product. What is happening right now is that Wall Street, and by Wall Street, you know, I mean general everybody. financial yeah. services world, right? Everybody. Bitcoin is being productized. Bitcoin is being productized because it can be, it is, it is being the narrative around it is now that Bitcoin is not for transactions Right, it's not some revolution tool for revolution. It is a store of value. It is it is an inflation hedge that is better than gold. Right, that's the story. And Wall Street has needed 
a better than gold story for a product forever. And where, where this all fits is that with the change in administration, with the spending that's happening on COVID, which is entirely necessary, my view, and the spending that's going to happen that's not related to COVID, but it's just because we can, right? It's going to be a $2 trillion infrastructure program, you know, regardless of who's going to be in the White House. You know, the only thing that changes is what they call it, right? And taxes keep going down, and they will go down. And the only increases in taxes will be taxes to use for some notion of justice. You know, socket to the rich, not as something, oh, this is going to pay for stuff, but just this satisfies a sense of justice and equity. So in that sort of environment, what Wall Street needs is a product that they can get in the middle of flow for, and that flow is going to be, well, we can't buy fixed income as a hedge for this against our equities. Our equities will do okay for a while. What else can we sell? What else can we sell? And for Wall Street, it's going to be, we can sell a product based on Bitcoin as an inflation hedge. It's much more hip than gold. It has a much cooler story than gold. It doesn't have the old, you know, the old fuddy-duddy gold bugs running around talking about it. You've got the new hip, rich crypto bros talking about it. It's perfect for Wall Street. Problem is, they need KYC and AML and all the regulations around Bitcoin to make the flow work. To make the product. To make the product, right? And so, brother, when Wall Street sees a pile of money in front of them and there's an obstacle between them and that pile of money, the obstacle gets obliterated. And right now, the obstacle is the cowboy, unregulated aspect of Bitcoin. So my view, that obstacle is going to get obliterated. And that's going to be, I think, actually probably good news for the price of Bitcoin. What's going to be great news is for the price volatility of Bitcoin, because you'll get all this flow and, you know, it'll be all KYC this and AML that. Ooh, it's, it's going to be a rude awakening for the, you know, the, the OG Bitcoin people who think, oh, this is the dagger I'm going to stab into the heart of, you know, central banks. And when the when the world ends, I'm going to be the, you know, Duke of New England because, you know, one Satoshi will buy me, you know, 100 acres of farmland. It's going to be a rude awakening for that group. But you're, you're Michael Saylor or you're Mike Novogratz or you're Paul Singer you're not doing this for the freaking revolution. Right? You're doing it you're for doing the product. You're doing this because you want to make all the money in the world. You're doing it for the Prada. Exactly. So I get it. People are mad at Raul. I've been watching it and you and, and yes. I've, I've stayed out of this fight because I got enough fights. I'm fighting with Canute for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay. I can't get white rice when I, when I ask for it. So I'm staying out of this fight because I'm just so bullish on Bitcoin for those two reasons. It's going to get productized and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, you can just see the banks starting to say, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they just weren't sure it was going to be around. Now that it is going to be around, it's just get me in. Well, the, the only thing that's left in their way is you need a, you know, I was, I was going to say, do you, do you need a law to do this? A lot of this can, can, can just kind of happen, you know, naturally by, by everyone gravitating to where they make the most money. But the, the quick and easy solution of this for the banks who want to sell this as a product is that we get a law that says from now on, we're not, we're not, you know, no one wants, 
sorry, I get agitated about this stuff. No one is going to ban Bitcoin. There's too much money to be made. Mm-hmm. The, the issue is not to ban Bitcoin. Yeah, the, the issue is to regulate to Bitcoin. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's going to be illegal to transact in Bitcoin as an American citizen or an entity subject to, you know, American regulations and SWIFT and all like that. It's going to be illegal to transact in Bitcoin unless you do it from a registered, regulated account. Sure. Coinbase already went there. In a registered, regulated exchange. That's that's what's going to happen, man. I love it. I'm already in. So so I agree 100%, maybe 300%, which makes me nervous. It does, uh, right? That's very nervous. And, and because the people who really kind of care, even though they're successful, is like the Fred Wilsons is like worried about this stuff because he won't get the innovation that you need. Uh, so I get his point of view because he's already made his money. He's like, oh, we'd love to see. If you really want to beat Facebook, you need a browser that you can, you can pay pennies as you go, a super highway, a true super highway. So yeah. I, I get, I want what he's I, I talking think you about. I still see some of the innovation outside of the Oh yeah, point, it'll just be I, on Ethereum and other things. and Exactly, it'll be DeFi and you yeah. know, that kind of Wild West network. and Yeah, which doesn't interest me. So let people make their fortunes there. I'm just now back in this trend of Bitcoin. So I hope it pulls back to 10, 12,000, but yeah, it's ready to rocket ship. I agree. It's just the CME. It's kind of like a digital CME, CBOE, ICE, all built in one. So the Satoshis will be worth a lot of money. That's my gut. And I'm not yeah, recommending it know, to people. I, I don't know. You know, you know, Howard, I, I really don't know what the price level is. And and, and honestly, the, the the firms on on the street that are that are looking at this, they don't really care what the price is. Yeah, that's good. They're point. in it for the flow. Yeah. Right? On top They're in it for it. the flow. Yeah. 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 So uh, I think we'll get the flow. I think price volatility goes down because you get so much more liquidity with that sort of flow. Uh, and my personal view is, I think the price does well. I think price goes up with this. What I feel really confident in saying is that liquidity and volatility, liquidity goes up and volatility goes up. has got to, yeah, that's the next phase. Okay, so then third is SPACs. Do you have, an, do you, have you yeah. followed it at all? Is it interesting? Yeah, sad, of course I have. I, I mean, well, so, so a little background. So, so, you know, my direct experience with SPACs was... I'll say kind of 05, 06, particularly 06. Ew. Because in, in 06, you had, <laughs> it was, I still remember these guys. So you were, that, that was the time when you were getting a lot of these uh, rich Chinese, well-connected people who were coming over here and they were launching a SPAC to acquire some companies over in China. And it was, so the, the, the SPAC would be listed here on the U.S. exchange, right? It's going to be buy these assets. And we never pulled the trigger on any of them for all the reasons you would think, right? I mean, the closest we got to one, <laughs> this, you, you ever heard this guy, Stanley Ho, H-O? You know no. who that is? No. Right. So, so Stanley Ho, he built Macau. Oh. Right. So he's the Adelson and, you know, all the other, the wins, everyone, you know, associated with, with, with Vegas, right? Roll them up into one person and that's Stanley Ho in, in, in Macau. So it's, it's this, he's whatever, I mean, I don't even know if he's still alive now, but even, you know, he was, he was this, this really old man. But it's, it's like the, that great TV show that I just love, Succession, right? Where the, the, the old guy who created this empire 
he never thinks he's going to die, right? <laughs> and, so, and he's always playing his children off against each other. And this was exactly what was going on. So the daughter, I remember, came to our offices, our manager, so Patsy Ho, and she was running this, starting up this big stack, and some of the managers there, you know, put some money into it and the like. But this was all the rage in, in 05 and then 06, even into 07, right? And then, of course, the, the, the whole thing fell apart. The thing about SPACs and, and what you would always kind of hang your hat on as, as an investor was that if you don't like the deal that they end up buying, you can always you know, redeem, Correct. right? And, and Correct. And coupon. And, and there were a lot of guys who would say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to make a business of this. I want to get in and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm just going to redeem. And, and, and I see some guys doing this now. They say, okay, yeah, I'll put some money into your SPAC. But just so you know, I'm just here to clip a coupon. And it's incredibly unlikely that I'll you know, go along with whatever you buy. Here's the problem with that, Howard. And, and I saw this happen in real life. I, I don't care whether you're a, you know, a guy with you know, two nickels to rub together and you're kind of you know, doing $10 trades on Robinhood. Or if you're running a hedge fund and you're putting whatever X millions or tens of millions into a SPAC vehicle, you, we, as human animals, the narrative gets us every time. Every <laughs> time, man. And, and, and I promise you, the story that the SPAC manager will tell you will sound unfucking believable just, just amazing. It will. And, and you won't redeem. You will convert. Because you'll say, oh, this is going to sound so good, and the market's doing X and Y. SPACs always happen in markets like this. They happen in markets like 05 and 06, going into 07. Um, you're going to believe the story because you're a human being, and you're going to believe the story. And you're going <laughs> to convert. You're not going to redeem. You're going to convert. And maybe it'll work out, right? I, I mean, I honestly, I do feel like things are different today in that I said I was a short seller. Here's what I mean by that. There are three times in my life when I have felt in my bones that there is an enormous disjuncture between market world and real world. I felt it in my bones in the summer of 08. I felt it in my bones in February of this year. And I feel it in my bones right now. Interesting. The difference, so back to back. I mean, I have to say yeah, yeah, yeah. the Airbnb thing gave me the chills. But and I've been seeing it, but I but I don't feel what you feel right now. But go on. So I agree with you on the first two. I feel well. Yeah, yeah. But but here's the thing, Howard. In summer of of 08, February this year, I could see the trade. There was still enough of a connection between real world and market world. I could see the trade. I do not see the trade. I I do not see the trade. But I didn't see the trade in February. Luckily, in March, I saw the no trade, which is like. Don't give up. Right. I definitely didn't see the trade, you know, but at least I started and told people not to give up. I don't see the trade. I'm telling my friends who call me and everybody's making money and their account's going up one or 2% a day yep. in the wrong stocks. And even yesterday, I like had some S&P puts against like, because I didn't want to sell anymore. And I had like a day where all my stocks went up and the puts worked too. And the like, puts this worked. never yeah. happens. We are so yeah, close know, right? to the end of the world right now, just from my, that one day experience. Uh, that I do not see unless what is coming is cost of capital 
is going to increase. Right. I don't see this one because, you know, or the, or that the Pfizer thing starts killing tens of thousands of people. Correct. You pegged it. But but listen, that, that's it, right? It's it's yeah. the cost of capital. The 10-year goes up to, you know, one and a quarter or one and a half for no good reason. Correct. Right? <laughs> you know, that that that's, that's a shock that would, you know, hit the hell out of this market. Mm-hmm. Or, like you say, we get any sort of a speed bump on the vaccines. Yeah. Or I was even saying, I was even saying just a concession and a smooth transition could cause a a massive pullback just because people aren't even expecting that anymore. So yeah, it wouldn't take much to tilt things, but I think to really do the kapow, it'd have to be something on the narrative because there's just too many smart people pitching great stories in a world of the cloud in a world of the platform, in a world of crypto, in a world of zero cost of customer acquisition, in a world of yada, 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 in a global mobile social world. I could go on and on and yeah. on. That That's why I don't see the trade this time. It's not, unless, unless it's like COVID-23 and right. cost of capital going up. So, but yes, I think you're doing a great job of saying you're not, you know, you, you, you got the feeling in your bones and that's why I wanted to talk to you today. I knew you'd say this stuff. So I'm glad we, we got to it because <laughs> I'm, so I, I'm like the Rodney Danger. I'm like, dude, it's too easy. Like if I'm making money then no one should be making money. So I'm like that guy still at the country club saying, why am I here? And so that's the only, you don't don't want to be a member of any club that would have you as a member. That's what I'm saying. Like every day I go into the club, I'm like, guys, (laughs) when are you going to kick me out? This is inappropriate that, that, that your standards have gotten this low. So, all right. So, so there we are with those three things to catch me up on Epsilon. What's going on? Tell people about Epsilon theory and, and, and the mission. You know, I, I was in the belly of the beast for so long, you know, with a, you know, a hedge fund and a big asset manager and, yeah, I'd started writing Epsilon Theory really on the on the side. This is like, you know, eight years ago. And it's it's taken over my life, Howard. I mean, it's it's it, it is how I still try to keep in contact with that fire and that spark of creativity and you know, people trying to figure shit out and make new things and you know, help the world. So two and a half years ago, spun out from the asset measure I was uh came with uh, my, one of my partners there, Rusty Gwynn. And uh, we started up this company to, you know, we swore to oath, you know, we're never going to manage a mutual fund again, for sure. I don't really, really want to manage a hedge fund ever again. I don't want to manage other people's money again. What I want to do is I want to write and I want to invent. So, so that's what we do. We do research into narrative. And I, and I think we're building some pretty amazing shit around to, to make sense of these, to, to visualize it, to see it, to see where it's going, and then, uh, you know, to write about it. So, you know, try to get people to take action. And by take action, I do not mean join, you know, some political tribe and, you know, try to get whoever elected. What I mean by action is doing important work locally for your pack, right? Whether that's food, whether that's you know, we work a lot with uh, PPE for healthcare workers and first responders. Whatever it is, there, there, there's so much to be done to, to help, to make something new, to invent something, to, to teach someone. It's all there, but, but we, get, we get told is that what we do in our community and with our pack, that it doesn't really matter 
right? That if you want to make a difference, oh no, you need to go work for the DNC or the GOP or, you know, that's what matters. That's just bullshit. What matters is what we do for our own families and communities and your, your, your pack. Who treats you not as, a, as an object, but as, a, as an autonomous human being with worth in and of yourself? And, and whoever that is, treat them the same way. And, and by God, do something great together with that group. Yeah, that's awesome. That's why, that's why, that's why I love <laughs> you guys and reading and always telling people to read it. They have to understand what Epsilon stands for. It's not like long or short. It's like digging in and making a difference. You know, for me, I just got lucky moving to Coronado. It just was like, you know, America's so big, but Coronado's it's like its own country with 8,000 mm-hmm. people. Something about driving over that bridge was like, all right, welcome to country of Coronado. It's like anybody's welcome. The school's public. The beach is clean. And there's racism and, all, and, and murder and suicide, just like everywhere else. But the roads are paved, the sky is blue, people smile, people wore their masks. It's just something about Coronado. I got lucky that it is a neighborhood, and you just can't help but want to chip in. It's, it's a community. And there, there is, you know, one of the things we write about is this notion of taking back your, your distance. And usually what, what we mean by that is taking back your, your, your mental distance, meaning you can, as we all do, participate in these markets and you can do well in these markets, but don't give your heart to freaking Jay Powell right? yeah. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or, or any politician. Keep your distance. Keep your mental distance, right? But there's also something very important about geography and physical distance. There is something very important, what you just said, about driving over a bridge. There is something very important about finding whatever it is, it can be geography, it can be epistemic, you know, meaning, you know, what we think about the world, but finding that community that has distance from, you know, these, these, these big impersonal things like, like, you, you know, your company, your, your, your publicly traded giant corp, they're not your pack, right? You, you're, you're just, as, as great as you think, your company is, your big publicly traded company, it's not your pack, and neither is your political party. You got to find it somewhere else. It can be geography like you found it. It can be, you know, some, something you do and find like-minded people, but and that's, that's what makes life worth living. It really is, Howard. Dude, I'm not, we're going to end it right there. I mean, I, we're, I'm going to have you back a little more regularly. I hope you enjoy. I mean, I really think that's a good way, Dan. And we covered the things that I felt like I needed to cover because I really get to talk about the markets. And I'm just in this little bubble of joy because of COVID. <laughs> you know, I'm just a little, a little bit of charity. And my charity by me employing Canute. Uh, not much beyond that. Hey. Oh, you're here? Okay. And, uh, you know, the food banks and, and being around the family. And I get to write and people fucking think that I'm doing a service. I all these young people. Thanks. 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 So, you know, I'm like got this false sense that I'm some great person, but, uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you to remind me that there's way more we can do. And the pack, uh, you've managed to both at the high level, be mean and not mean, be aggravated and agitated and, <laughs> and, and describe the narratives that the people need to watch out for but also take some action at the local level and still write and, and raise the family and do all those things. I wanted to get into some other stuff, but we, we, we've done enough today. Um, well, 
I hope uh, the holidays go great. Um, Thank you, Howard. I hope your instincts, I'm a little nervous because I, like you, while don't know the trigger, feel like the behavior in the markets is way too animal spirits uh, or way too aggressively nonchalant being where we were in March or February. Um, But I love to be wrong. Um, But I've been around long enough to know that I can't, I'm, you know, because I'm not short, I know I'm not wrong. You know what I mean? If I was short, <laughs> I, do. I, I would be no, I'm wrong. But because I'm not short, I know there's something going to smack me in the head. But uh, all you can do is talk about it. You know, there's no perfect way to, to invest. So uh, I will let you go and, uh, and we'll talk soon, my man. Anytime, brother. Anytime. All right. Be well. You too. The gentleman and a scholar. This guy has amazing insights. He never ceases to amaze me with the, the way he thinks. It's the best, right? Like, him three tough subjects. You could uh-huh. go with the, we could go with the whole, oh, it's overvalued and it's this, you know? And that's why I like talking about it. That's not the story. The story is the platform. The story is everybody's telling this story, spinning a tale. I'm part of the story. I'm part of the narrative, right? What upends the narrative is what matters. And that's why I like reading Ben is because he's not telling me to buy something or sell something. He's telling me what the hell's going on and mm-hmm. be careful. Yeah. And it's not for everybody because some people just want to be blind bullish and it's a way to make great money. And some people want to be blind short and because they feel that's the way they want to live and be right. I prefer to just listen to, to people and kind of, what do you call it? Just push it all together, like um, mix it all up. Um, I just got this on the answering machine. I so thought you'd want to hear it. Uh-huh. Hello, this is President Donald Trump. Howard Lindzen is a huge disappointment, okay? Go back to Canada. Hey. That's, that's what he's got to say about he you. He called in? Yeah, he called in last I, night. That is hilarious. Meanwhile. He might have tweeted about it, too. Meanwhile, he's out. I think what's interesting about Biden is he just he made the right move. I mean, not that I'm a fan of anybody, but he just started acting as if. Started hiring people and just, you know, you got back where everybody's just getting back down to work and, yep. and Trump is cornered. So uh, panic with friends, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. That's a treat to always have smart people. And Ben obviously uh, is very thoughtful on how he speaks and how he doesn't try and step on toes. All right. So uh, have a great day, everybody. This is Panic with Friends, Apple, Spotify. You get to hear from uh, great uh, investors, entrepreneurs, writers, thinkers, venture capitalists, traders. We're trying to figure out how to make a little money, stay a little bit in the future, uh, to not panic. Or, in this case, what should we really be looking for? And today was about a change narrative. And uh, thanks. Who am I thanking? Thanks, Canute. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks, uh, Stocktwits. Anybody from Stocktwits want to thank us? They probably all want to thank you. <laughs> and, uh, but yes, twice a week we come at you. If you subscribe on Apple or Spotify, you'll get the podcast. If you can't get enough of me, I have a free blog, howardlinden.com. You subscribe and you get an email every morning at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern. Talk to everybody soon.